Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise reviews and tips to help you make the most out of your next cruise. My name's Kiwa, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write over at Cruising with Kids, Cruising for All. I don't know why I say both every week. It's the same website, but rebranded, um, and many travelers. Brilliant. And so, Sarah, I guess this is going to be your specialty because obviously you've built your entire cruise empire off the back of giving tips to people about cruising with kids. And I'll be completely honest, we, me and Phil, our business specializes in kind of couples travel. That's kind of the core. We do do family bookings, so it's not that we don't do them, just the vast majority because I think we use attraction marketing. We showcase the holidays we personally would take, which attracts obviously a lot of couples. Um, so this episode, we decided to dedicate to kind of cruising with kids, um, because obviously adult couples, kids, family couples, uh, family couples, families travel very differently than adults would. Um, so yeah, do you want to kind of start off on your thoughts on the differences, I guess? Yes. So I suppose really what I need to start with is where we started because we've always traveled, we've always loved traveling. And then just randomly, I think one of my still good friends is a travel agent, a cruise agent, and she'd been on a cruise on Royal Caribbean and was raving about it really weirdly without a daughter. (laughs) So she went on a cruise and sent home pictures of the kids' uh, pool. (laughs) That's wicked. (laughs) <laughs> look at this look at what you you love this so but we we thought oh we've quite fancy that and then booked a princess cruise so our first cruise joe who is 18 very soon was 18 months so that that wow, that was yeah. our first cruise jack was jack was about five six and we've never really looked back since we've we've cruised on several different cruise lines um they've grown up cruising they had which we've discussed many times they've had a bit of a blip lately where they said they didn't want to cruise but then when we booked yeah. a cruise they wanted to come on it so <laughs> they really did want to go on a cruise but i think they were a bit shocked that i believed it um so yeah so we've just we've learned the hard way with a lot of things um had some amazing experiences but obviously with that and donna my business partner also has cruised all of her children's lives you learn the way to do things don't you one thing that's really important to say is today we're just going to touch on kids because babies is a whole different ball game yeah so we'll just talk about kids today i obviously deal with a handful of couples and families who do want to travel and it is it's such a land a minefield to kind of navigate of just to work out what the best interest for them because even just starting off simply at like cabin choice cabin choice is incredibly difficult for families because not all cabins are built for every single family um so i guess is that a good place before we even talk about which brand which ship and which regions and things like that i guess just getting straight in there that's what I always find for my end anyways, the biggest hurdle is if you've got a family of say more than four, instantly uh-huh. your choices are very limited with booking a cruise. Yes. Uh, we've actually got a really good post on this because I spent, God knows how long, I, I tried to think, researching all, a lot of the ships that have five and six berth cabins. And there are a few, but they're not publicized, are they? You've got to really search to find those cabins. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously cabins is, is going to be your first port of call. You choose your cruise line. You're looking at your cabin. But I think one thing with families, which is completely different to now that our kids are grown up, our our booking habits have changed. You have to book in advance with families to get the cabins in the good locations, to get the right cabins, to get the right price because they do better deals for in advance for families. Um, So I think that booking decision has got to be 
I mean, we used to book two years in advance. As soon as the calendar came out, we were booking. I'm dealing with a couple at the moment now who've got kids. They've got three kids with them and they've booked on to MSC and they had the very last cabin that was large enough to take that many people in it, basically. The one with like bunk beds and the pull-out bed as well. well. And then they've had a clash with dates, basically. So they've now come back to me to say, look, we want to move to another sailing later in the year on the same itinerary. And literally, I was on the phone to MSC for about an hour because, again, I can't search online. I can't use the booking portals because they no. lock those cabins down to limited availability because there's like a handful of them, even on a ship as large as Virtuosa. And the lesser the agents was helping me so much to try and work out options for them. But every single cabin that could take a family of five was fully booked for the rest of the season. And we're talking, we're booking 12 months in advance. We're looking at next August type of thing. So we're looking at full year in advance. Those five birth plus cabins have all sold out. So then we were looking at options of splitting the family into two different cabins. And it just turned into that doubled the price of the cruise they were currently paying for. So now, unfortunately, they're kind of having to move all of their family schedule to kind of fit in because they have literally the only sailing going to the Norwegian fjords on Virtuoso where there is enough room to fit that size family in one cabin on. That, as you say, that's the key advice I can give is if you are a large family, especially kind of four is tough, but it's possible. There's a lot more cabins that birth four. But if you're five or more and you all want to stay in the same cabin, you definitely need to book as soon as those itineraries come out on sale. Because they do get sapped up, don't they? And I'm just looking now at our article and Disney, Dream and Fantasy do five of cabins. Oasis class ship, NCL getaway breakaway, definitely Bliss and Encore because I've seen them. Uh, and then Carnival, Whoa. so the new Dream and Vista, and then MSC Seaside Sea View. So that's yeah. there's not many. Uh, there might nope. be some more that I've missed, but there's there's not many. And so get it, get them in advance. And on the NCL, uh, the one that I've, I've seen on there, that a curtain that was really good. I think that was on Bliss or on Cobb, but they both have it. And your cabin, yeah. you've got your bed. It's cramped, but then you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. an area with bunk beds that come down that way and a sofa underneath. But then they've got two separate yeah. televisions. So you can close the curtains. That is also an outside cabin, not a balcony, because obviously what you don't want is little kiddies next to the window. Although you can lock them at the top, can't you? you so they can't yeah. get out of balconies. Or you've got to go sweet. Yeah, which again, it's they're limited in supply as well. But not mm. only, obviously there's the cost factor, which is obviously a personal circumstance to, to reconcile. But just again, availability on some suites, particularly those entry-level suites as well, the first ones into the suite category. Mm. Again, very limited, so they usually book up in advance, especially I find the trend tends to be Americans. Americans will book suites straight away. I think Americans are a lot more savvy to the fact that suites and limited availability are limited in supply, so they're a lot more conscious of kind of going, right, we need to plan well further ahead. I do find British families and couples and people who are looking to book into suites from the UK tend to be a bit slower. They tend to kind of wait until that we tend to book on like a nine-month window in the UK, so I tend to feel like they're booking for the season, so January for later on in that year. Yeah. And by that point, the Americans generally, when I find with the international cruise lines, they've got all the suites and there's very few suites there. Well, when did we book um, our Transatlantic for next October? When did we book that? Aprilish, I think it was. It was the beginning of this year. Was... We got one of the last ones last April yes. for next October. So it yeah. just shows how you really have got a book in advance. Yeah, yeah. So that's pushing almost 18 months in advance, wasn't it? And it had not long been on sale. I think it'd been on sale for a month or two by that point. And as far as I know, there was a handful of junior suites left. I'm pretty sure you got the last two grands as well left. Because I think that was the debate one. One of you's on one side of the ship and the other one's oh, on the other side of the ship. And it turns out that I'm on the sunny side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Donna. Sorry. 
<laughs> she can she can sit on my balcony. She can sit on my balcony anyone. Doesn't matter. We're across the hole. But again, these this is the thing, isn't it? Things you need to factor in. If you want to be on a particular side of the ship or you want to be in a particular area, can't leave it to too late because on particularly popular sailings, limited sailings, they will go. Definitely will go. The irony is I'd probably rather sit in the shade. So actually <laughs> 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 We're like that with a tail over you on my balcony. <laughs> um, so I suppose that takes us on to balconies because we can't ignore if anybody's seen on Facebook this week the picture of the two boys sat on the edge of the balcony which is a bit sort of your heart goes in up into your mouth when you see it i still want look at disbelief when i see that picture of just like are they and i was like are the parents holding them onto the balcony no the kids are literally just sat themselves aren't they chilling waving at people on the balcony overhanging the side of the ship it's scary stuff they look older i'm not going to parent bash because we don't know what what the score is doing the, the mum and dad might have just gone for a yeah. coffee or but i mean one thing that we've always done from from being really little is we've had that chat of and i've told you the story of joe getting the cookies on celebrity and just for anyone that's listening so we once went on a celebrity cruise and i'm really strict before i get on the ship you do not go on the balcony without us it's a rule you don't break it you don't open the door unless we're there that door stays shut and on this one particular occasion was on a celebrity cruise we're in the bar with joe having a drink and he said can i go back to the cabin and it was I was finishing my drink. It was minutes. So, yep, don't go on the balcony. And he went in the cabin. He opened the balcony door, took his shoes off, and then decided he was going for cookies, put his trainers on, and went to the cookie bar to get a cookie. Oh, God. So, he was 12. So, we come back to the cabin. The door was open. Oh, God. The shoes were in front of the patio, the door, and there was no joke. And I just felt sick. Oh, my God. Oh, Chris Chris put the phone up, and we're like, what do we do? What do we do? We looked out, couldn't see him. And he knew what allowed out there. And he hadn't gone out there, in all fairness. So as we're silently dying, he come breezing back with a plate full of cookies. I shouldn't laugh because that is like the worst <laughs> thing ever you. in there. Kind of, the things that oh. go up your brain, especially when you've got, you can't always get in touch with people on board a ship as well. Yeah. So that probably, yeah, panic seems to kick in. And that was seconds. That was seconds. So, I mean, those kids, you don't know. The, the parents could have gone behind them, yanked them back and really give them a good telling off. We don't know that part of the story, but yeah, 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 I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it's a really important conversation with kids. Is if you've got a balcony, do not go on it without us. But that is a really good reason to book the controversial balconies. Um, and what we used to do when the boys were younger was stack, you know, the stackered balconies at the aft, or you've got like the ones on the promenades, or you've got the ones that are on the boardwalk. Because to kids, they they've got this psychological the sea soft. So if they're over something that they can fall onto and physically hurt themselves, I think there's like they're less likely to climb. I think that's a good, good tip to consider as well. If it's something that, because I get it quite a lot, a lot of parents who maybe haven't cruised before, that's their biggest fear is what happens if the kids fall off this ship. And obviously I explained to families that like obviously the Lido deck, the pool deck, they do tend to be kind of floor to ceiling glass around where the kids are allowed yeah. to play type of thing. So that's a relatively safe area type of thing. The open um, open decks whereby the glass kind of reaches above yeah. to kind of like my chest height. They tend yeah. to be higher up. So obviously you've got to watch them there. But if they're enjoying the pools, things like that, then generally they're relatively enclosed on a lot of the family ships. So that's not a major concern. Um, but if you were to kind of give families, so not to put them at ease because they still have to be mindful, as you've said, but if families are worried about how easy or how hard it is, how would you kind of explain to parents about the things to watch out for, I guess? Because I always say to people like, you know, the glass comes up to, you know, just above my, or just below my chest type of thing. So it's not like the glass is low. I think we need to put people who may be worried at, at ease that it's not as if the glass is kind of knee high or anything. It is quite high glass. 
However, there are ways that kids can climb up, obviously, by moving you know, deck furniture and things yeah. like that. They can step onto that to get above the height of the glass if they if they wanted to. You can't fall off a cruise ship by accident. You have to be climbing yes. or... As a parent, I mean, this is my take on it, so don't, but don't anyone beat me up for it, but this is my opinion. As a parent, they're our responsibility. So when I'm on a ship with my kids, especially when they were younger, I love my kids, but I don't expect anybody else to. So for one, they're not running round. I don't want to wear, I, don't, I can't see them. I mean, I don't mind them going to get a cookie and coming back. I don't mind dropping them off at the kids' club if that's what they want to do and leaving them there for a couple of hours. I don't give them self-sign out because I don't want them wandering the ship. And it's not just to protect it's to protect other people. I mean, not that my kids are like wild because they're not um, <laughs> like purple minions running about, but they're kids. Yeah. And if another kid goes, oh, let's do this, kids are kids. So they're not yeah. allowed to self-sign out. Um, they're not definitely, like I've said to you before, we bought a princess cruise once. I was really worried. I mean, we ended up, it was COVID, but it was on the pool deck. And I was really worried because it, you'd have had to go through outside to get anywhere. So they're not allowed outside spaces on their own unless we're with them, unless it's in, in the kids' poll. And I think it's just being mindful that having rules set in because you don't want to run in riot. You want them to be safe and you want to all have a good time. So I think as a parent, if they want to go and sit and, and do or they want to go go karting, then I'm going to go with them and, or say, right, I'll, I'll walk you there and you know meet me back in 10 minutes. Um, you've got to sort of think, you know, nowhere's safe, is it? Nowhere. No, you... Every, everywhere's a danger. But I'd say cruising, I've always felt very safe on a cruise ship with my children yeah. with restrictions. Because I feel like a little bit some parents go the opposite way. They feel like cruises are too safe and they just let their kids, as you say, free roam and run riot around the ship. But especially Disney, I will say, because Disney creates such a safe haven for families. I've seen so many, more the teens, the little ones, I will say this. So kind of, you know, the, the little big kids, ultimately. They're, I've seen a lot of them who are allowed to free roam around the ship and they're allowed to go anywhere they want type of thing. They're walking through the adults area on some of the ships to get to different parts of the ship type of thing. Um, they are allowed to kind of just run riots. I think sometimes it creates that false safe haven because you are captive with the other sailors you're sailing on. As you say, the glass is reasonably high. There's a lot of safe spaces for kids. There's a lot of facilities for kids. I think it is still, as you say, definitely, you do need to be still mindful that there's a lot of other people around. You don't know what other people's expectations are, what their behaviors are, how they could react to things. You've got adults drinking as well around kids. So you just need to be very aware of who else is on the ship as well. As you say, definitely put clear boundaries. And I think that's a key one of, yes, you're allowed to go to these spaces because if I miss you, at least I know to look in one of these three spaces. If you're not in those three spaces and I can't find you, we've got issues. I think definitely that's great advice to kind of have that conversation beforehand to make sure your kids are aware of what their boundaries are, even if they are on these ships like Royal and Disney and NCL that are fantastic for families. There's still boundaries of where they kind of can't go. And also to have a meeting place, and we've always done it, ships are massive. So if you get lost and then kids start looking for your usual haunts or where you might be, so we were away with, with Donna and Darren and the kids, I mean, Jack and Owen would have been about 10. We said, if we get lost, we'll meet, there's a bar overlooking on, it was on Liberty of the Seas, I think, the golf, mini golf. We lost them and we were frantic. I think they've gone to get something. They've gone to get some out of the cabin and it was, it must have been 10 minutes we were without them, but we were literally having kittens. But they had the sense to go to the meeting place. And so what we did was some of us went to the meeting and it was, like I say, yeah. 10 minutes, but if you've got that place, the kids can go to it and then it saves. I mean, I, I remember once being on a cruise and they'd overbooked with kids and kids were running along the deck on the sunbeds. It's like, where are the parents? <laughs> yeah. That's not on. It's not on. But I've got to say that 99% of parents are really mindful of that and, and considerate. And 
And the cruises we've been on in the last few years, I, I've not experienced that at all. But then again, because Royal, NCL, they're channeling the kids, everybody's got stuff to do. Definitely. And I think that loosely then leads us into, I guess, what could be the next topic is which cruise lines do you feel cater the best for kids? Obviously, we've talked about this extensively. Uh, and again, I, I want to preface this, like, I use my own example of Disney is built for kids and families. Me and Phil go as a, you know, adult only couple and still have a fantastic time. So don't think that, oh, it's going to be full of kids. It's going to be awful. You can still have a fantastic time on any of the cruise lines we are about to mention. But there's no denying that there are student cruise lines that obviously go above and beyond to cater to kids. So from your experience, which do you think those cruise lines are? Well, you know, number one is (laughs) (laughs) But that's because... I mean, we once went on a cruise and it was when they did the DreamWorks, so it's quite a long time ago, and you didn't need to see kids on that cruise. And and that's with a lot of, like with Royal Caribbean, like even on, their, on Odyssey recently, if you, at night, they're about, but there's not that many of them because their parents yeah. have gotten back in the cabin, they're exhausted. So unless you go and sit around the pool yeah. deck or in the areas they want to be in, you don't yeah. there, but they're, they're happy, they're having fun, they're not bored. But there's, there's a big caveat to this because we've got friends that only sell with celebrity and they've got a teenage daughter. They wouldn't dream of going on a big family ship because their daughter's quieter. So yep. all of the cruise lines, or most of the cruise lines, so Princess do really well at it, Celebrity do really well. So they've all got stuff for families. What it, It's about looking at your family and saying, right, what do they need? So, for example, for our next cruise, my goddaughter's coming. Now, she's an adult, but she's autistic. A big ship would be too much for her, so we're going on Mariner. So it's about looking yeah. at your family and thinking about what, you know, what would you want to do on this cruise? Or because I love nothing more on a cruise than going to for dinner every night with our boys. So we'd be fine on Celebrity. We'd have a really good time, old princess, because that's what we were about family time. But when they were younger, they were about doing all the activities. So I think you've just got to look at your kids, look at what you think they're going to enjoy. And there is a cruise line for every family. You, and don't think that every family is going to be cruising on a certain cruise line because they're just not. Yeah, that's what I get a bit defensive about as well. Because And it's very easy. I do it as well. If somebody says to me, which cruise line is the best for kids, then I will easily go, yeah, you know, Royal, Disney, NCL, MSC. They were my four go-to. And then P&O to some extent, depending on the ships. They would be my go-to just because they have a lot of great extra facilities. They've got, you know, rock climbing. They've got mini golf. They've got go-karts. They've got dodgems. They've got loads of activities for families. That doesn't mean, however, other ships won't be doing like Kuna to have a kids program on board. Now, is it going to be as good as maybe, say, someone like Royal that have an entire program of kids entertainment? No, but they're still going to have kids clubs on board. So as you say, for the right child, you know, Holland America, Cunard, Princess, the um, Celebrity, these cruise lines are typically more mature cruise lines but they're still going to have fantastic kids clubs for those kids who are very happy to kind of make friends with other kids from around the world do the activities the enrichment program and the kids club you know they're still going to have a fantastic time but it's going to be a very different family time than they would have on a ship like royal caribbean where they can do zip lining rock yeah. climbing and all those that type of stuff so again it's not that you can find the happy balance between the two whereby if you don't want to go on a ship that is purely you know for the whole family you can still go on the more traditional cruise lines and still have a fantastic family time as well. Definitely. I mean, we've done Princess several times. We've done Cunard and we've done Celebrity. And yeah. we had an amazing time on all of them and would book them all again. So it, uh, Royal just fit well because the boys are sporty. But as they're growing up, as I yeah. say, there's plus river cruising because now a lot yeah. of the river cruising. And, and Chris keeps saying we need to get the boys on a river cruise because they're now at that age where they like to have a drink and they like to explore cities and museums. So actually, that's a whole new world open to us. 
And then for younger children, again, if you're that family that wants to explore and have an adventure, you don't have to go on a cruise ship. You can go on a river cruise ship. Yeah. It's the new Arosa ship as well, isn't it? She's built as well, particularly for yeah, families Rosa again. Senna. So has kids. Um, she's got kids clubs. Um, you know, she's sailing as well. So if you've got kids maybe, and the way I've always explained to people, if you've got kids who maybe are a little bit more into museums and arts and culture and they like, you know, exploring new cultures, and a river cruise could be a fantastic way to take the kids away because really? you've got that river ship with those kids clubs and the more family-friendly cabins as well where you've got like um, interconnecting cabins or you've got, you know, cabins large enough to take a larger family. But then you're going along then, you know, I think Amsterdam is one of the ports it starts at, isn't it? So you can kind of do Amsterdam and go down and explore some of the rivers of Europe as well. So if you've got more, I guess, worldly-minded, because again, I was one of those nerdy kids that actually loved it. I had like the encyclopedia and the glossary all the time and I yeah. would look at different cultures and things like that. If you've got kids who are like that, and that's their idea of a good time, and yes, some of us were like that as kids, um, then, you know, a river cruise on somewhere well, like, you know, a Rosa with their new family ships definitely would be a fantastic way to take the family away. Did you know for American cruisers that, um, I don't know how easy it would be to book for the UK because it's a US thing, but Emma charter a Disney cruise, river yes, cruise. yeah, Adventure by Disney, which... From my research, it's very difficult to book in the UK, um, but it yeah, is possible. It is. Um, but yeah, it, it's Adventures by Disney. And yeah, as you say, they charter the river ships and they do an entire entertainment program then around the Disney storytelling as well. So as you're traveling through Europe, you get to learn about kind of the history of the stories that have inspired the Disney characters yeah. and then get to do that. And then the Disney characters come out on your river cruise adventure as well. So Adventures by Disney is a fantastic product, very expensive, very high end, <laughs> but an incredible program. So we should program. do that. We'd, we'd be like the, the, at the front. <laughs> I would. I definitely would be. I'd be like the, the kids, kids yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me, me, pick me, princess. <laughs> it's just such a shame. I'm not aware of any way to book it via the trade, at least in the UK. I think you can book in the UK, but you book via America. So you pay in US dollars, I think. But yeah, right. fantastic product. Really, really good. But it's a niche. It's such a niche product. They, they like, like you say, they charter yeah. one ship and they do six sailings a year, if that. So. Demand is incredibly high. It sells out incredibly quick, but right. fantastic product. They do touring as well, for anybody who's listening. Adventures by Disney, more for the Americans. They do touring as well around oh. the world. So if you wanted to go on a tour and still have that amazing Disney enrichment as well tied into it, definitely check out Adventures by oh. Disney. So I suppose that leads us on to what, what is on the ships. Because if you've not if you've found us because you're thinking about cruising with a family, um, then what is what is on the ship? And really, I suppose the answer is what do you want? Because most ships yeah, have most things. I think the different for me, the difference of being on a ship is to being in a land resort. And unless you're in a super, super high-end resort, that's going to cost you 10000 for a week anyway, um, the food is always better on a ship. I don't think I've ever found it. I found one, which is that Sunny and Icos resorts. They're the only mm-hmm. resorts yes. where I've thought the food is on a par. Other than that, yeah. never found anywhere. So I think the food, you can guarantee the service, the quality, hygiene. I mean, I know what people say, but you know what? I don't think there's anything cleaner than the cruise ship, to be quite honest. No, definitely um, not. Yeah. When COVID broke out, I kept saying, and there was a lot of negative press about ships and COVID, and we can go into that's a whole other episode if we ever want to do that episode and deal with the mental health that we're surviving through COVID. Yes. Um, but I did. I said all the way through COVID, of I would happily go back on a cruise ship straight away because I had no concerns about hygiene standards on a cruise ship. And we were on our first cruise, Disney in the Caribbean. There was a norovirus breakout on board the ship. Now we didn't find this out until about day five after it happened. Um, but all the health protocols just changed overnight. And it's funny because seeing how they dealt with that, 
we were then like, oh, I know exactly how they're going to deal with COVID because all they did was just change it so that you couldn't serve yourself at the buffet. Um, so they served you at the buffet instead. You had to just line up the go you wanted. The self-serve ice cream changed to be in Mand instead. Same with the soft drinks. On Disney, you can self-serve soft drinks yourself at the top soft drink station. You couldn't do that anymore. You had to wait for somebody. That was all that changed, basically, and that's what changed during COVID, apart from social distancing. Um, the cleanliness level obviously was already high, but quite literally, people were going around cleaning banisters and handrails every half hour. Literally, you you couldn't miss people cleaning handrails. There was usually someone stationed outside the toilets to clean toilets down as well after you came out of them. They just went into over overboard. But I knew straight away as soon as COVID came in that I would feel safer on a cruise ship than I would in any land resort, just because the standards were already there to deal with potential breakouts like norovirus and things like that that can happen on cruise ship. I'll tell you what I love that, that stayed and, and it used to only come out if, if there was an outbreak of norovirus then you'd have your washy washy person at the yes on Royal and, and uh, NCL they're still there and I think that's great because, yeah, yeah. because there are people that you, you watch them don't you come out the toilets and you think oh my god oh don't just... I've seen some shockers oh. absolute shockers yeah and people who don't wash their hands after they've come to the toilet to go into the buffet and then you're, and you're like just that like, with yeah, your hand I, I want to go behind <laughs> them myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheating so with hand sanitizer myself I'm like excuse me excuse me Phil is Phil is the hygiene police and Phil will clock anyone so if somebody hasn't cleaned their no, hands after going to the toilet or they're touching multiple things Phil knows something Phil tells me he's like you can't eat from that station yeah. <laughs> I'm like why he's like you just tell it from that station, eat from another station. Um, so there are, unfortunately, some people who don't follow the hygiene as much as they should. But as you say, yeah, cruise ships, they definitely do. They now have hand sanitizer stations outside buffets still to this day now. Um, they've got, have you seen the really cool ones where you put your hands in and they, they whirl around and squirt water at your hands so you don't actually have to physically wash your hands yourself? So no. Holland America have got them and I think Disney have introduced them as well. But they're these new machines so to obviously get make it easier, even easier again to make, wash your hands. There's like two cylinders uh, and you put right. your hands inside them and literally this thing just swirls Cowboss. around your hand, squirting water. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> the cow wash for your hands. But me and Phil would love to. Every time we would go to the buffet in Holland, we were like, oh, yeah. it's cow wash for the hand side. <laughs> Some ships have started to introduce them as well. I think more with the family markets, obviously, I think it's easier to make sure kids wash their hands as well. Um, but they definitely had them on, on the Collings Dam in Holland, America as well, which I just like, yeah. It's also hands again, and and P and O, and obviously NCL, where you you don't have to touch the door handles, which I blooming love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the yeah. only thing with that is, I was once on NCL and I was going into a toilet, and it took ages for the door to shut. And then you've got to stand and look at the person waiting in the queue waiting <laughs> for the door to shut because you can't force it. It's like you know, I'm chatting to the person waiting, which is a bit odd. But no, I think that's brilliant. But that so that's for parents. I think that's a really big thing of hygiene. But then another yeah. thing while we're talking about hygiene and food kids can eat like yes. i mean jack said to me yesterday there's no i mean all right he's in his 20s now but there's no food in this house like our shopping bill is hundreds of pounds every week and you think because <laughs> you've ate it all you've eaten everything they're like locusts um but so ki- kids can eat and they they, they literally came out hungry my two so yeah. they, they can have ice creams they can go you can take them to the buffet for snacks I love the yep. fact as uh, for parents, if you want to have a meal on your own, you can. And our kids, we used to have to beg them to not go in the kids' club. So say we're like, right, let's have a movie night tonight. There's a movie yeah. under, uh, movie under the stars. And they'd be like, no, 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 I want to play dodgeball. No, 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 I want to go to the kids' club. So we used to beg them to not go in. But then the, the, the reverse side of that is you can, they don't want to sit for a three-course meal, kids. They just, they get bored and you don't want to bring their iPads at the table. We have a rule that, no, 
that doesn't happen on especially on all the yeah. coloring pencils when they were little that was it before you get ready you, you can go for like an early drink take them to the snack bar take them to the buffet they eat and then you can get ready take them in the kids club and go for your meal so that that yeah. you get i found and, and that's the one thing that it's all coming back to me now because obviously they're older. It revolutionised holidays for us because we got to have meals, we've got to go in the casino. And not we don't want to leave our kids in kids' clubs all the time, but they wanted to leave us. But it, that did give us a little bit of time for ourselves. And I think as parents, when you're working, you're running. I mean, I've got friends with young kids and they've got different clubs every night. They're on committees. They've got a career. And life is hard. It's You're busy and, all right, you choose that life. And you love that life, but when you go away, to actually give you a bit of downtime, but know your kids are safe and happy is is worth so much. I think that's the one thing that I chat to a lot with couples when they're planning, they've got kids with them. They always say things like, oh, I don't think we'll use the kids' clubs too much because my kids, they, I don't think they'll enjoy them. But like every parent has said this to me on every, oh, I don't think they're kids' clubs, kids. And they say, but they, I couldn't get them out of the kids' clubs because... The, you know, the activities they get to do, the things they get to do, the freedom they get to have in those kids' club as well. Kids just generally love it. And yeah, day one is a little bit nerve-wracking for them because they've got to go make friends for the first time type of thing. But like Disney call them Youth Activities Coordinators. I've just taken on that word for them. But the, for the staff who kind of coordinate the kids' clubs, they're experts in helping kids get to know each other, looking after them as well. They're very good at adapting as well. So if you've got a slightly more shyer kid, they'll take a different approach with a kid who's got lots of energy and they're running around and they want to touch everything. They just adapt what they do into those kids as well. So again, every kid gets kind of not necessarily one-to-one care, but they get that time to kind of just ease into the kids' club and then they're looked after as well then. So again, I've heard so many stories of parents who've taken their kids and said they'll never use the kids' clubs too, as you say, then going, oh, we had time to actually go to the spa because the kids were in the kids club and we you know we have loads of time to do look after ourselves and that's why cruise ships are so great everyone gets looked after and that that is actually while we're talking about kids clubs because it's a really valid point they're qualified all these people are qualified in the crb checked so all right you get incidences there's incidences in every walk of life in every yeah. but i'd say that they're they're closely regulated obviously there's cameras yeah. not in the bathrooms obviously but there's cameras yeah no. um this the staff stringently checked. So, I mean, yeah. our kids have always been really happy. And, and I, when Jack first got diagnosed with diabetes, I was a bit concerned about leaving him. And they just give, if, if you're concerned about leaving your child, they'll give you a pager and say, look, if there's a problem, I'll page you. Do you know what? Yeah. They've, they've, we've never been paged. I think once when Jack felt a bit sick and they were worried about his sugar. So we went and took him out and fed him and kept him with us for the night. But these are qualified people that are, their job is to to make your kids have a good time and and the activities yeah. are really structured. So one night they might do pirate night or they might do like adventure night where um, they do slumber parties, movie parties. One night they you take them early and they all go together to have dinner together. They have pizza nights, yes, ice cream nights. So it's not just they're going in a room. There's some toys, play with yourself. And I mean, <laughs> some, some of these kids in the corner. <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. It's not like that. And uh, I mean, some of the, I mean, not even the newer ships. I mean, Liberty and Seas, they've got a pitch, an actual, a full size pitch. Yeah. But I'd, I'm going to call it a football, but it was Gagaball or whatever they call it in yeah. the club. So they can play football, they can play yep. clubs. You know, the kids that want to play with dolls can go and do that. It's, kids get to be their self and, yeah. and do what they, they're happy doing. It's things like I've seen on Disney. Uh, I've seen the kids, they've done film. Obviously, Disney being the film company, they were, did they made their own movie. So the tweens, they call them. So kind of about 13, 14, 15 territory. Uh, they got movie making classes. So they got to make their own like movie and put special effects yeah. on it. And then at the end of it, they got a movie to make. They were making Flubber. 
they did So You Think You Can Cook as well, tying it in with Ratatouille, where they learned how to, I say, make pizzas, and then they cooked the pizzas, and that's what they ate. Um, I've seen so many scavenger hunts, all kinds of things. As you say, it's not just yeah. in the kids' clubs either. They do allow them to kind of go to different spaces. They, honestly, I was so envious of some of the entertainment schedules I've seen, especially on Disney, so that's like my main family cruise brand that I've done. Um, I've not spent much time looking. I think on Princess, the kids clubs were closed because it, kids couldn't travel when I went on Princess because of the COVID vaccine. Mm. Um, you had to have the vaccine yeah. to travel and yeah. no kids had, had it by that point. So they just closed them. Holland's America, I didn't go into the kids club just because, again, there were kids in it. So again, so as you said, you have to be, mm. when they're in kind of um, service hours, at least anyway, you have to be kind of signed in to go into the kids clubs. And if you haven't got a child in there, you're not allowed into the kids club. And again, you have to be kind of ID checked because you have your photo taken to go on the ship. So all these checks are in place as well to make sure that nobody yeah. signs a kid out unless you approve them to be signed out type of thing. And again, the photos yeah. are taken when somebody's collecting your kids. So there's so many security precautions to make sure the kids are looked after and the right people are getting access to uh, the kids' clubs. Again, so open hours are the only time adults are allowed into the kids' clubs. You know, So again, there's limited hours when you can go and have a wander around. So Again, it's not just, it's such a safe space, I guess, for kids to kind of be able to free roam into. Do you know what I'd love? I mean, you, we've never sold Disney, um, but I'd love to just go and have a look at their kids' clubs. I want to go on the Millennium Falcon. I want to go in Andy's yeah. room. They've got the Tinkerbell's Forest. I mean, obviously, I've spent a lot of time researching it, but yeah, I'd love to go on it just to, because they have an adult sale, don't they, where you can go and look around on Disney. Do they still do that? Yeah, so the first day is usually open, open day. So that's the day where parents can register their kids and get them their... Um, it is now a magic band, so they get a wristband that allows them to tap the kids in and out. So that's obviously how they track then who's got access to it and signed up for it. Um, but the first day is open out, so that's mainly the chance for the kids to kind of get their bearings with the parents and yeah. you can go in and take them in there and go in with them. Obviously, that's a great chance then if you are somebody without kids to go and have a nosy around the kids' clubs. And then yeah. throughout the sailing, and they do get shorter and shorter as the sailing goes on, but throughout the sailing, there is the occasional one or two hours again. They are primarily aimed, as I mentioned, for kind of parents to take their kids to kind of do the acclimatization process. <laughs> so you can kind of go, oh, yes, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. This is great. But absolutely, open hours are for anyone to go in. Generally, they're not running any activities or classes. So it's not like you can go and do the activities. It's more for you to have a wander around the spaces. However, when we did that yeah. transatlantic, because there was like, I don't know, 50, 60 kids on board and the rest were all adults, um, they did do adult hours in the um, kids clubs as well. Uh, we only did one of them and I think we were drunk for the rest of them um, but we did do the Marvel superhero one so they had Spider-Man do a meet and greet in there and you could make a superhero mask and things like that I'd just be like I'm, I'm obsessed with Marvel so just to go in that Marvel area and see all the costumes there is a drunk picture of me on the Disney Magic it, it was late it was like 11 o'clock at night after we dined and everything so there's a picture of me with Spider-Man made my own little um, mask <laughs> a little bit tipsy on board so they do Again, depends on the sailing and how many kids. These are rare on Disney just because, so generally transatlantics or repositioning cruises will have them just because that's when the kids are going to be in lower numbers so they can force to open the kids' clubs. But again, they did become less and less and less as the voyage went on just because the kids' clubs are being used then for the kids rather than for the adults. So forget the kids. Don't go on the Disney cruise. Just let the adults use the kids' club. It's one thing I will say, and I know we've talked about it, but... I honestly, I think cruise lines have cottoned onto who's paying the bill. They are very aware that the adults are paying the bill. So they're never going to alienate the adults on board. So even brands like Disney that are very, very much family friendly, there's adult only districts, there's adult only spaces. So in our case, we don't have kids, you don't have to worry about it. But then if your kids are in the kids clubs, you have your adult only spaces then to get your quiet time away from the kids. So it's not like you're always surrounded by the kids the entire time. 
So, you know, Royal do it as well. They've got the Solaria, which is the adult-only district on board. So, again, even if you want to get away from the kids' pools, there's adult-only pools you can go to as well. That's before you look at the bars. And, again, some of the family-friendly brands, they do then have adult-only bars. So, no kids are allowed, period, in some of the lounges. So, again, if your kids are in the evenings in the, evenings in the kids' clubs, you can go and have a drink in the adult-only lounges as well. Or you have the family lounges as well where kids can go and you do the kids' games and activities as well, the family-friendly quiz shows and things like that. So again, there's something for everyone, which is where we go back to saying that's what these ships yeah. do. They do a great job of making sure that the kids, the tweens have somewhere, the families who want to go and drink maybe with their really? kids, as in they want to have a drink and have their kids have entertainment. They'll do like family bingo and things like that as well. Or equally, there's the adult only lounges where you've got kind of the comedians and things like that as well. There's something yeah. for everyone. So nobody feels like you're all in the one lounge all the time. And one thing that I really worried about when the boys were toddlers or, or younger um, was older kids um, and you always look at older kids and think they're really boisterous but they split the kids clubs into ages so yes. that your little kids aren't in with the big kids that are yes. more boisterous but then when your kids become those boisterous kids you realize they're just being kids but when you've got your toddler you think oh, i don't want them being crushed so they are split into different ages which is great um so you're not worrying about them being with older ch- of children and getting knocked over or every brand has training programs and every time that comes up as a question so what is the name of the kids club for children aged three to seven and i have no idea <laughs> they've all got different names haven't they so i know like I yeah think royal they, is it guppies or something every brand they call different age rates so, guppies is ncl it's uh it's NCL. It's the thing. So, <laughs> i have passed this training but it's the one name that i could never remember like honestly but- like, but as you say, it is great that, yeah, they do cater that program then as well to the different kids. They've all got different names of like, yeah, the kids go into that named club type of thing. Yeah. Some of them as well have got partnerships. So um, is it Princess have a partnership with National Geographic, isn't it? So when Discovery, so um, all their kind of kids clubs, all Hello. a lot of the activities are kind of in partnership with um, wow. those brands. And I'm trying to think who it is on the other brand that I do know. Think about. Oh, MSC, they have their relationship with Lego. Celebrity do so as well. They've got Celebrity do Camp at Sea, isn't it, they call it. And I forgot yeah, who no, their Cam- partnership is. But again, it's something to think about as well, definitely. So MSC obviously have their relationship with Lego as well and du- and Duplo. Um, and is it Playmobil? Is it Chico? Chico, that's the one. So they've got their partnership with Chico on MSC as well. So again, if you've got big fans of that type of stuff, maybe as well, that's one way to work out which cruise line to go with. I and mean, if you've got Lego Nuts Kids, then maybe look at MSC and look at the Lego the kids clubs that have all their partnership with Lego as well. Like As I mentioned, that's the difference with say, someone like Princess. They've got a very much enrichment um, kids program. So you're looking at that type of program where it's all very much kind of around the science sciences and things like that. And I think that's what Celebrities is as well, isn't it? It's very much kind of about natural science things like that it's not that that's all they'll do but they just have a very good relationship with that type of um, activity as well so you're going to learn more about natural science uh, history culture arts things like that as well so it's a bit more cultured i would say the kids clubs are going to be on princess and i think they make it fun don't they but another thing actually talking about this is like because how do you know what's going on so you get a daily newsletter and i mean for i've got my ncl one in front of me and it's four pages and i don't know you can see kieran's there now yeah you also get on every cruise a kids one, so you get a full sheet. It's usually two two A four sides, and it's everything that's going on for the kids, like into the age groups. So you can't miss anything. Yeah. There's where you, if you've cruised before, you get your your daily newsletter, freestyle, crown and anchor, princess patter, whatever it is. You would also get one for the kids, and that will tell you where to go, what to do. 
usually when you go in your cabin as well, they have like a little gift. Um, mine used to love that, like a little backpack with, or a t-shirt or a hat or something to welcome them. Really? Yeah, they used to always, you know, what think there's oh, ever been a time that. that, that's because you're not a kid. I'm not a kid traveling, I guess, yeah. isn't it? That's why they're like, <laughs> like here's your mini bar, I guess. <laughs> so, so they are really warmly welcomed. There's, there's loads going on for them. And I find that the first cruise we ever did, they said, we're not going in the cruise kids club. And I think by day two, it was like, mm, you are going because I'm going to kill one of you because they were just like both moaning they were bored. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have killed one of them, obviously, but they were driving me mad. Yeah. Um, so when we took them up, but that, that's a good idea <laughs> about going to the orienteering session where you go to meet orientation session, where you go to meet everybody. Yes. Because then they, they chat to other kids and there's because they have activities out and Play-Doh and they're doing stuff so that they actually go and then they'll be like, oh, could I go in? Because my friend's going in tonight. That They met two minutes ago and then they're their best mate. I mean, our boys have met some fabulous friends all over the world from, from cruising and had a really good time. So I think it's a great way really? to travel. And I think that's the great thing about it, isn't it, is you get to meet people, because we do it as adults as well. We just talk to anyone who walks near yeah. us. Um, and then your friends then for the rest of the sailing, aren't you? And you're kind of getting drunk together and dance on the dance floor. So the kids equally do that as well. They make friends, whether they're playing, you know, on the, on the football pitch or the basketball pitch, or they're doing a mini golf type of thing. They get a snack. They just chat to kids because kids have no fear. So they just talk to everyone. And then, yeah, they just want to hang out with the people they've met. And then fingers crossed, particularly in today's social media world as well, it's easier for them to keep in touch with those people they meet Definitely, as well. Definitely, that's it. And I mean, if you're watching on video, then you can see that I've got the NCL racetrack behind me. Kieran's got the bumper cars. Interesting, we've both chose um what's it called what's the <laughs> transport um but there's also yeah there's also um there's also water slides and so there's just you cannot get bored i think if anything when we used to come back from a cruise bear in mind we've not even mentioned getting off the ship i was gonna say this is thing this feels like a two-parter to be honest because <laughs> yeah because we haven't even talked about because we talked about the kids club side of thing, but I think it's just pointing out as well just the range of activities and we've alluded to it but just as you've said there so I've got Anthem of the Seas and their sports plex which has kind of where they do the indoor basketball and things like that but also transforms into dodgems and bumper cars um, they've obviously got the wave rider as well so you can do the um, surfing simulator they've got yeah. the iFly as well so you can do the skydiving simulator that's before you look at North Star the observation platform as well and that's just one class of ship with Royal when you then, you know, got the trampoline and pads as well, which I think is still there. They've just changed them. But then, you know, as you've got Norwegian in the back of you as well, so Norwegian as well. I don't know if you want to run down some of kind of the types of adult or, friend, um, sorry, family activities you'll find on like NCL ships. They've got huge virtual reality centers, absolutely huge. Um, they've got the racetrack. They've got water slides. God, they're just, there's so much to do on them. And the kids clubs, I mean, they've, they've got themed dining. The ships are incredible. There's oh, uh, laser quest outside halls. There's, there's just just so much to do. Disney, um, like the G with the fantasy, have the Aquamouse, and then they have the what's it called? The no, it's the Aqueduct. Sorry, they have the Aqueduct, and then they have the Aquamouse on the Wish as well, which is like a water coaster. I think they were the first to do water coasters at sea, so that goes around the whole of the pool deck as well. That's on top of all the kind of family slides. They've got the kids splash area as well for kind of little ones. So there's so many attractions, kind of things, sports decks, sports plexes. Obviously, then you go to the Oasis class of ships where you've got a 10, 12 story slide on board. Some of them have got bowling alleys on board, rock climbing. There's so many different activities for those. The zip wire. The zip wire, which you would never get me in a million years doing, but I would happily wave at people doing it. We are 
we are going to do that. Do it with me. Come on. I knew this was going to come up at one point on the podcast. And I, <laughs> as I was watching a video for it the other day, and I was like, never in a million years will you catch me doing the zip wire on Royal Caribbean. You can video me. You can video me. I say, I'll video you. <laughs> you can do it, but I won't. But, you know, that's the last thing. People, I think people's perception of, like, cruise ships, If and again, we don't know how many people have never cruised before and listened to this to kind of learn about cruising. But if you've never cruised before, your perception of cruising may be that it is lounges, bars, and, you know, a room for kids to play in type of thing. Some of the more contemporary ships now, incredible at what they're putting on their ships for their families. You know, water slides, water uh, parks, bowling alleys, virtual reality, dodgems. I still can't get over the fact there's dodgems on a cruise ship. I need to, I'm actually, I'm doing my ship visit on Anthem next week. It's been confirmed. So I hopefully will uh, get a chance to see the dodgems as well on Anthem. Um, but just, you know, these are incredible features that you can have on a cruise ship that you would pay a fortune to do on a land holiday take the whole family away but again every ship's got different pricing so again check with either me if you want to book with me about what what's included what's not on some ships but you know on i know on royal caribbean the dodgems are included the water um surfing's included the skydiving includes the certain times so you know you don't have to pay extra to do all these things once you're on board so again you're getting amazing value for that family holiday to take the kids away and get all these activities included before you ever step off the ship and have what's available in the amazing destinations that the ship visits Brilliant. every single day as well. What we'll do is we'll pop a link into the podcast so that you can see all the different types of cruise lines and family cruises available. Obviously, we've only touched on it today. We're, we're going to do a whole new episode on cruising with babies because that's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, but I hope that's helped. And any questions, just ask. As you say, you guys, obviously, your website is Cruising with Kids. So that's what originally it was anyway, Cruising with Kids. So if anyone's got... Any questions, then definitely Sarah and Donna have got tons of content on their website, but also feel free to kind of reach out to them and ask any questions. Check out their Facebook group as well. So we probably should mention that, actually. If you are planning to book a cruise with families, then definitely hunt down the Facebook group. If you search for Cruising for All, hopefully it should come up because it's linked. So if you go to Cruising for All's page and then search where it's got the group tab, you should see then the groups affiliated to Cruising for All. However, there is also the group as well, which we'll try and link below this as well in the description, but it is Cruising with Kids family cruise advice and support group um so that's the group that sarah and donna run and i'm one of the admins in the group as well so again there's loads of family sharing tips in that group as well um so it's a really great place if you kind of want to ask questions then maybe that'd be a great place to start off and then if you can't find the answer there definitely reach out to sarah and donna or myself as well we can definitely answer any questions again though don't dismiss their website there's tons of information on there about comparing the different ships as well um, and also kind of, you know, work out which ship is the best ship for you as well. So guys, hopefully that has been useful to you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please definitely, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review because it helps Apple know that you're enjoying this and you can recommend it to more people. Equally, if you're watching the video version of this, then definitely leave a comment below to say if you've liked it and subscribe as well on YouTube. Other than that, guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank bye. you. Bye.